Welcome to the Anthem Church Podcast. Our desire is to transform lives through authentic experiences with God and with people. This message is brought to you from Anthem Church in Fairview, Oregon. We pray you are encouraged, inspired, and strengthened through the teaching and preaching of God's Word. Is you know I want I want you to build a life that is solid. It's built on the rock, amen. The rock of, of God's word, and I want to help you to build a life that's filled with success and with with blessing, amen. How many want that in your life? All right, right. Maybe 2018, 2018. With the, you know, you can say, you know, I could use a little more of that in my uh, 2019. A little bit more success, a little bit more blessing, a little bit more of the abundant life. That was the promise of Jesus, amen. And uh, and that's what He wants for your life. It starts by building your life on the right foundation. So that's why we're going to talk about the rock, amen? And so uh, to get started, we're going to look at first John, or the book of John, and we've got to go to the beginning and, and see what John was inspired by God to write about. And, and here's what he said. He said, in the beginning was the Word, okay? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, so I've read this a lot of times, but something struck me when I read it this time. The word was God. It was almost like God was saying, hey, you know, gave himself a name in this scripture. It's, you know, the name, I'm the word, right? The word, the word was God. And the word was with God in the beginning and through, come on, let's just put his name in there. Through, through the word, all things were made. Without the word, nothing was made that has been made. In the word was life and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. See, what he's saying is that, listen, you get this life and light and word into you, okay? And man, you're going to shine brightly in a dark world. And any darkness that's wanting to come against you and wants to, 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 is driving towards you, it ain't going to overcome you, man. You're going to beat it back. Come on, say amen. You're going to win. And so I think, you know, it's so important for us to capture that. And, and, uh, and, and what he's saying here, I, I really believe that if we get to know the word better, what we're gonna ha- what's going to happen is we're going to get to know God better. Because God and the word are one, right? So, you know, we get to know his word better. We're going to get to know God better. And how many think that's a great idea in 2019 is to get to know God better, okay? And God knew that, there'd be, God knew that there was things in this Bible that we wouldn't understand. How many have read things that you don't understand? How many know there's stuff in there that is kind of like head-scratching stuff, right? Well, we, we're not going to understand uh, some stuff until we get to heaven. And we say, hey, why'd you put that in there? And he's going to explain it. We're going to go, oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. And, uh, but because there's a lot of things that we didn't understand, it's hard for us. The Bible says that a couple of verses later in, first jo- or in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, his name was Jesus. Jesus came so that he could explain the word and Jesus lived out the word in front of us and he showed us how to make it an everyday part of our life. He showed the way. And he made some amazing claims about the word of God and how you can live it out, how each one of us can live it out. And so, you know, my goal for this series is that by the time we finish, you'll come to a place in your life where you love the word, where you love it as much as I do. I love this word. I love the Bible. I love what it says. 
Amen. I love it. It has been my, it has been my, my, my life. It's been the source of my strength. It has just been, you know, the foundation of the rock. Okay. And by the time we finish this series, I want to, I want you to come to that place where, man, you have learned to love this word and you want to learn it about more about it. And then you want to live it out. Amen. To love it, to learn it and to live it out. Somebody say amen. And so, you know, that's, the, that's the, my goal for this, uh, this series, okay? And this is what I promise you. I promise you that if you'll give me the next four weeks of your life, give me the next four Sundays, all right? Four Sundays. The next one, and, and just follow the plan and get into the playbook that we're going to lay out. I promise you that if you do this, you're not only going to get to know the Word better, but you're going to get to know God better. And you're going to set yourself up for the best year that you've ever had. I promise. I make that promise to you. Uh, if you'll do that, God will move and give you the best year ever. Amen? And the reason why is because the Bible is alive. Listen, this book is alive. The Word of God is alive. And, uh, and Jesus, knowing that there was things that, you know, in it was kind of hard to understand, he wrote something to us and, it, and, and gave us some instruction on this. And it's in John chapter 6, verse 63. It says this, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and our life, okay? The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and our life. Now, there's an interesting thing about this, this verse because the word spirit is the Greek word pneuma, okay? And pneuma does not translate into English straight across. There is no word in the English language for the word pneuma. And so the translators were kind of at a, at a quandary. What, how do I, what, what word do we put in here? And so the closest English word we have to it is the word breath. But if, but if you put that in there, these words I have spoken to you are breath and they are life, we'd be scratching our head even more, right? So they said, the words are spirit, pneuma, spirit. The word pneuma, what has the word pneuma in its context of, uh, and if you capture the, the essence of the word, really talks about, uh, it's, a, it's a word that means that it's been breathed out, or it's a word that has been breathed out by God that carries a power with it. It's kind of like, it's this power that has been sent out, that has been breathed out by God. It's a word that declares something, but not only is it just a word, but there is power behind that word to bring it to pass, to get, to bring it, to, to cause it to make a difference. Come on, are you with me? Are you following me there? Okay. And that's why I said, this is this, that what God is saying is that he doesn't speak a word without the promise of power to bring that word to pass. And that's something really good, man. Look at your neighbor and say, that's really good. I don't care what you think. That's good preaching. That's really good. Okay. So so that, you know, he also said that it's alive. So this is, it's life, okay? The, the, the word is not just words on a page or good thoughts or, or teaching, but it's, a, it's alive in a powerful way. Look at this verse in Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is living and active. That means it's, it's, it's working, okay? It's doing things. It's, it's moving, okay? It's sharper than any two-edged sword. I mean, it, 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 that, that has the, 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 uh, 
understanding behind it of it's able to do surgery. It's able to go deep and do, you know, very specific surgery. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It, it goes deep inside of us, okay? Judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, it's active. It's alive. It's got a work to do inside of us, amen? And, you know, what, it, what he's saying there is that if, if you get, it's kind of like this word's going to get up all in you, you know what I mean? And it's going to work in you. It's going to touch every area of your life. And uh, it's going to meet your needs spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. It has power. Because the Bible's just not information. It's not, it's power. It's power to make the things that we read, the information that we, uh, that we capture, to bring that into reality. And so my challenge, again, is to make you as excited about the word of God as I am. And, uh, and I know I could, and, and that's what I want to do for you. Amen. So let me see, let me help you to make this a reality for you. And, and first, what I want to do today is give you a little bit of theology uh, regarding the word. And then, and then we'll get into some real practical things to help you make this uh, Bible, this book come alive uh, for you. Is that okay? All right, so what causes the Bible to come alive? Look at your notes. First of all, faith activates the word, okay? Faith is what activates the word. And uh, look at verse, this verse in Hebrews 4.2. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them. I want to just stop right there because how many of you have ever gone to church and you, got, and you left and you went, man, what were they talking about in there? Did you get anything out of that? You didn't get anything out of it, okay? People come to church all the time. I've heard them say, well, I didn't get anything out of that, man. It just, you know, didn't get anything from the word. And, uh, and, and, and it happens. Paul's talking about it. For we also, there was no value to them. But he gives a reason for that. Because those who heard did not combine it with faith. See, there's, you have to combine, you know, you have to combine it with faith to get value out of it. What that means is that when you come to the house of God, you should come thinking, you know what? God's going to speak to me today. I'm expecting something. I know God is going to, has, is, I'm going to receive something from the word of God and the Lord's going to bless me and I'm going to walk out of here a changed person. You come with that kind of attitude. That's faith. That's expectation that God is going to move. It doesn't matter who's on the platform. It doesn't matter what's said. If you come with that expectation, I promise you, you could have a dog barking on the stage and a scripture verse on the screen and nothing else. And you'll walk away and say, God gave me a revelation of truth today. And walk out a change first, I promise you, because it's, it's alive. Come on, are you with me? Say amen. Because you combine it with faith. If you don't combine the word with faith, there's no value. Well, people say, well, Pastor Brad, there's my problem because I don't have very much faith, okay? <laughs> you know, well, well, you know, I'm going to help you with that too. Hebrews 11, look at this verse. It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I love this verse. It's one of my life verses. One thing I love about it the most is, I, is you look at the word worlds, okay? It's plural. That means it's, it's a, a lot of worlds. He's talking about a lot of worlds. It's a little W, not a capital W. You know what that means? It doesn't mean the big world. 
It means everybody's little world. You have a world, you have a world, you have a world, you have a world. We all live in our worlds. And the Bible says that our worlds, by faith we understand that our worlds are framed by the word of God. And the word frame is a great word. In the, in, the, in, the, in the Greek, it means this. It means, you know, like a framer who builds stuff, right? It means to prepare, to repair, to complete, to make fully ready. So by faith, we understand that my world, your world, all of our worlds are prepared, made ready, completed, repaired by the word of God. And man, I'm telling you what, if you know that about God's word, it gets you excited. See, that's why I'm excited about it, because th this is what God's word has done for my world, and it can do that for years too, by faith, amen? So you say, well, but Pastor Red, again, like I said, well, yeah, that's my problem. I don't have very much faith. Okay, well, I, here, here's, let me help you with that. Revelation is what activates faith. Revelation activates faith. Well, what do I mean by revelation? Well, how many of you have ever had those aha moments where you go, aha, man, oh, okay, I see that. I mean, you can be looking at something forever and not see it, and then all of a sudden, bam, there it is, right? That's kind of revelation. That's how it, it comes. And, and uh, you know, you can be reading the Word of God a million times, a hundred times, the same verse, okay? And all of a sudden, you read it, and it goes, wow, there it is. comes out 3D, and you go, God's speaking to me. But here's how revelation works. There's two types of words, okay? There's two words for uh, the, the word of God. Uh, there's two words for the word word in the word, okay? <laughs> Did you get all that? All right. And one is logos. Logos, okay, is a Greek word for word, okay? And logos is the written word. It's what's written down. It's what we see. It's what you read, okay? And it's just kind of the, the facts, the, the writing on the page, right? But then there's another word for word, which is rhema. And rhema is the, is the revealed word of God. And so, you know, God reveals word. That's revelation. It's when it comes to us and it's been revealed to us. Now, let me give you an example of this. It's, we're not too far away from Christmas. And so I'm going to take my example from that because an angel showed up to Mary. Remember the story? Angel shows up to Mary and says, you're highly favored and you are going to become pregnant and you're going to give birth to the son of God. And Mary answers from a Logos understanding of what is said, because she heard, but she questioned it, right? Look at the verse, Luke 1, 34. How will this be? How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so for the Holy One of you will be called the Son of God. And she's probably still scratching her head. Uh-huh, uh-huh, all logos, logos, logos. And then the angel says this, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. And all of a sudden, boom, aha, something happens in that moment. And she responds immediately. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And right at that moment, bam, she was pregnant. She was carrying the son of God because that revelation became truth to her. And the power that God adds to his word, the power to bring it to pass, right, which is included in the life and the spirit of the, the word of God and it hit her 
And she was, and she was going to fulfill, and she, the promise was going to happen. Revelation activates faith. You go, well, Pastor Brad, how do I get revelation? Glad you asked. Here's how you get revelation, right? Meditation. Meditation activates, well, revelation. Well, does that mean I can do you know, go, go sit cross-legged somewhere and just hum a little bit. No. Meditation is the act of slowing everything down, and, but it's letting the Word of God soak into you to think about it, to read it, to talk, to work it into your thoughts, your actions, your attitude, and begin to walk it out, okay? And listen, when you begin to do that, when you meditate on God's word, listen, suddenly, all of a sudden, you're kind of just chewing on that thing. You're looking at it. You're, you're, you're uh, reviewing it, and you're pondering it, and you're, you're being quiet before the Lord with that word, and all of a sudden, God begins to speak in the midst of that, and it comes alive, and, and revelation comes because of that meditation. Meditation. Look at it worked for Joshua. You know, Joshua is Noah's understudy, or Moses' understudy. And Moses goes home to be with the Lord, and now Joshua is given the, 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 uh, the challenge of leading, you know, the numbers vary, anywhere from 400,000 to 4 million people into the promised land. And he's like, man, how am I going to do this, right? And I'm sure that's what he was thinking. And, and this is what God answers him. It says in Joshua 1, 7, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Amen. And then you'll be prosperous and successful. So meditate on it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. And I don't know about you, but I want a little bit more of that in 2019. Come on, say amen. Amen. And I, and I love this picture because the Hebrew language is filled with pictures. But the word meditate, the picture is of a chap, of a cow chewing its cud. Now, I, I grew up on a dairy farm back in New York, so I'm very familiar with this. And, uh, and because, you know, we, would, we had, you know, about 70 cows out in our herd and they'd, you know, they'd be out in the field. They'd be grazing for uh, most of the, the morning. And then in the afternoon, the sun gets hot. They kind of congregate underneath a tree and, and they close, stand close to each other and swap flies off of each other with their tail. And, and, and then they'd stand there and they'd, and they'd be chewing. They'd be just chewing, just constantly chewing. And they're not eating anything, they're just chewing. Well, the reason that they're chewing is because they had grazed all morning and it goes into the first stomach and then they burp it up, belch it up, a mouthful, and they chew it some more. And then they'll swallow it a little bit later, they belch it up again, they just keep chewing it so they can get the full satisfaction. Uh, eat having that several times, right? That wonderful meal. Uh, <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. But this is, the, this is the idea here, right? It's about just, you know, chewing that thing over and over and over and over and allow God to bring revelation. Well, how do we do this practically? How do we, how do we take this from the theological part of it to a, to a practical part of it and build a life on God's word that's doable? Well, let me give you three things to do, okay? Jesus said this in Matthew 7, and I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible, which is a, a paraphrase, and, and um, it's just a, a little bit more expanded thought. And it says this, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life 
or homeowner improvements to your standard of living, they are foundational words, words to build a life on. I like that. Words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on the solid rock. The rock. And I don't know about you, but I think it's a smart idea to build our house in 2019 on the rock. Amen? Work these words into our life. Because let me, let me tell you what's coming. Okay? It's coming in every one of your lives. There's something coming. You just, you, you, you're not going to get away from it. Storms are coming. They're coming. And that's what, you know, Jesus said in this, in this portion of scripture. He said, storms are coming. But if your house is built on the rock, when that storm hits, it ain't going to have any effect on your house. It's going to stand. But if it's not, you're going to be in trouble, okay? You're going to just get bent and blown apart by the storms of life. And, and I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. You know, you, 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 you get, oh, Pastor Brad, I heard that we just name and claim that we can ride above a storm. No, no, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, okay? And he said it right here. He said, he was the one that wrote this, right? He was in red. The storms of life are going to come. But if you build your house on the rock, what he promises is that no matter how big those storms out, no matter how hard they batter on you or beat on you, storms in your family, storms at your job, storms wherever it might be, whatever challenges physically you go through, you're going to stand because you built your house on the solid rock. And that's what I want for you in 2019. I want your house to stand. I want you to be able to go through everything you face and come out the other side and go, hey, I know that this rock is tried and true and it's, and it's helping me, amen? Live a life of success and, and blessing, come on. So first, what do you need to do? Here's how you do it, build your life on the rock. You first have to accept this book's authority. You have to accept its authority. And that, that's kind of an attitude, right? It's an attitude, it's a conviction that this Bible, that your Bible is something beyond just a good book with a few good ideas about, uh, uh, you know, a good man, right? It's got to go beyond that. It's a conviction that the book is the indisputable, undisputable, accurate, inspired Word of God. Come on, say amen. That it is God's Word. And, and that, at Anthem, that's what we believe. We believe that this Bible is a completed canon of Scripture. We're not going to add nothing to it. We can't subtract anything from it. It is God-breathed. It is complete. It's alive. It's the foundation of all that we teach. It's the, what, it's the foundation of all that we want to do. It's the foundation of, of everything. I preach from this pulpit, and if I say anything that can't be backed up by the Scripture, don't listen to me. You listen to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay. Oh, God, we got that straight. I'm telling you, there's some challenges. There are some real challenges. I mean, society and, and this culture is coming straight at the Word of God and challenging it in a big way. And, and, and listen, we're going to have to be strong. Amen? We're going to have to be strong. We're not, we're not going to be ugly about it, okay? But we're, we know they're going to challenge, and we have, we've got to, we got to stand firm. That's something we've got to do, amen? I love this verse in 1 Thessalonians, okay? The Thessalonians were a group of people that had recently become believers, so Paul's writing to them to encourage them. And look what he says. He says in 1 Thessalonians 2, 13, we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. 
not as the word of men, but what it actually was, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. You believe it's the word of God. If you believe in the, its authority, it goes to work inside of you. It begins to do some amazing things. And they accepted it. That word received, when you receive the word of God, that's, a, that's a, what that word means to, to welcome it. It's like you would welcome a stranger into your life. Just welcome it into your life. Not as the word of men, but actually as it is the word of God. And when you accept, let's hear me, when you accept that the power in the word, you accept that the authority of the scriptures, then the power of the word is released for you, but not until, okay? It's not benefit to you. If you don't believe that this is the inspired, accurate, that it has authority and is the final authority in your life, then the power just is, will not be released in it. Are you getting this? This is how you build it, your life on the word of God. Amen. And then yeah, there's much more to say there, but I got to continue to move on. The second thing, not only do we have to uh, just, you know, believe in its accuracy, we have to assimilate it, its truths. To assimilate its truths. You know what assimilate means? It means it means to work it into all the areas of your life. You're just going to assimilate it into your your work life, your your marriage, your your home, your family. Every part of your, your life is going to be assimilated with it's, the Word of God. Is just going to kind of permeate all of that stuff. Let me give you a great example of this. You know, uh, a few weeks ago we started smelling this this smell at our house. Just it was just faint once in a while, but then it started getting worse. And then it started getting a lot worse. And I mean, until, until it was, I mean, every time the furnace turned on, this aroma came out of every vent and filled the house. I mean, and it, like, it was something that had died. I mean, it was something dead. It was like, you know, when you, you have a chicken bone a little too long in the trash, right? And it, you, what's stinking in here? That's that trash. We got to get a, get, and man, something had died under my house or in my du air ducts. And it was so bad. It was so bad. On Wednesday, when, when our grandkids came and we, uh, Lisa watches them, uh, Hazel plugs her nose when she comes and starts crying. She stinks so bad in here, Grandpa. Papa, light some candles. She's begging me to light some candles, right? I'm going, all right, okay, this has gone far enough. Call the air duct company, right? Call the air duct company. The cleaning company said, you come out, please. Can you come out? And they, they said, okay, we'll come out Friday. And so Lisa went to see her dad in Southern California. That's where she's at this weekend. And hi, honey. She's probably watching online right now. And uh, uh, Anyway, so I had this air duct company come out on Friday. They clean it all. They, I, I, they, they got me for another 60 bucks to spray a little, uh, you know, air freshener in there. I said, anything, man, to help, right? And so they leave. It still stinks. That aroma is still assimilated into everything in our house. I got to check here, man, because it was everywhere. You know, I, I'm okay. All right. Anyway. So then I decided, all right, okay, it's time to get serious in there. So I decided that somebody has to get into this here. And there I am, right? I had to go deep, man. That's how you got to get when you go into 18-inch crawl spaces underneath the 1931 house. Okay? It's nasty down there. Nasty with a capital N. And there are all kinds of spider, you know, eggs and all nasty. 
nasty. I hate it. But somebody had to do something, right? Because that, that something was dead under there. And so I went down there and I'm, you know, I'm commando crawling through there, bumping my head on every joist. And finally, I spot it. Over in one of the, you know, ducks, there's some, there's a, uh, there's some, some insulation pulled out and I go, I'll bet. And I go over there, start poking it with a stick and beating it and all of a sudden out pops this little darling right here. Where's the next you got? There he is. Yeah, just as so he was soft and sweet and stunk to oh like the devil himself. I said, no, you devil. Inspired by the devil to come into my house, man. Anyway, uh, got him out and but man, it, it, it just, the aroma had assimilated everywhere, right? Well, death has an aroma, but life has aroma too. God's word has an aroma. And you want that, you want to assimilate it into your life, okay? And allow that aroma, amen, to just to fill your life. Come on, are you with me? All right, praise God. All right, how do you do that? All right, you have three ways. To assimilate three ways. I got to keep going here. We're not going to get out of here. Okay, first of all, by listening to the Word of God. You need, you assimilate the Word by listening to it. And listen, you guys are here today. You are listening to the, and, and God's Word is coming into you. That's, that's, that's so important for your life. Amen. Uh, you know, not only do you need to read it, but you really need to assimilate well. You need to hear it. You know, you need to hear it regularly. You need to be listening regularly to the Word of God. You need to be in God's house regularly hearing the Word of God taught because that's the key to getting the Word of God into you. Amen? Look at, look at, look at what we said. We said in the beginning that faith activates the Word of God. Look what it says in Romans 10. It says, so then faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And if faith activates the Word, how do you get the, how do, what, how, what activates your faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when you're hearing the Word spoken to you, taught to you, explained to you, Faith is coming alive in you, and that activates the Word. See, I, I'm a little bit confused at, at, uh, with this generation who makes, that makes church an option. I say, well, we're not doing anything today. Why don't we go to church? You know, it's kind of like, well, you know, we got nothing else is pressing. So, hey, how about we go to church tomorrow, right? Or how about we go to church today? Listen, you know, somebody came up to me the other day and, you know, we we're at Sunday. Go, man, I'm so glad I came to church. That was so awesome. And I looked at him and went, you mean it wasn't on your schedule? Wasn't on your schedule? I mean, because church is on my schedule. It's always been on my schedule. We go on vacation. We're looking for a church to go to. We're not taking it off. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. I want to assimilate into, listen, and you go, well, you're just trying to build a church. No, I'm not. I'm trying to build you. I want you to have a life that's blessed and success, and you won't have that unless you assimilate that into your life, amen, and you listen and hear. I'm kind of preaching the choir because you guys came today, amen? But uh, what I'm saying is that, listen, you got to come, amen? You got to make it a regular part of your, uh, of your life, a priority in your life. Jesus was teaching his disciples and he said this to them, Luke 8, 18, therefore carefully consider how you listen. He said, man, make a plan for your listening. Have it, make it a part of your life. 
You know, I'm not trying to push my values on anyone, I promise you, but I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to teach you and help you to, to grow. I want you to be strong. I want you to be faith-filled, victory-living followers of Jesus. Come on, that's the best life to live. It really is, amen? So make it a priority. Talk to your family. Say, man, we're going to make this a weekly priority, amen? Okay, here's the second way you assimilate the Word of God into your life. It's by reading God's Word, reading God's Word. Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 4. He said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every bread alone. It's just not fair and fast to say that because that sounds delicious right now. Okay, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, right? We want to read it. And, you know, uh, every morning, listen, every morning I get up and I grab my Bible and my cup of tea and I sit down and I read the Word of God. And I read it because, it, you know, it, praying is important. But if you had a choice between, well, I can pray or I can read, listen, when we pray, we're talking to God. But when we read, God's talking to us. And I, I, would, I, would, never t I would never, you know, encourage you to, to put anything before reading the Word and getting it into you. Amen? Reading. Let God speak to you. And here's the other thing. Here, you, let me just give you a couple of points that I think is important. If you don't have a Bible, if you don't have a paper Bible, get one. Get one. You ought to have a paper Bible, just something that you can hold on to. And here's the reason why. I think there's a few reasons why, but a couple of reasons why. Because, you know, studies have shown, I mean, digital Bibles are good. They are good. I'm not saying that. We use the digital Bible. We have it on our website, the app. You know, we're using it here, putting it on the screens. But there's something about having a book in your hand. That studies have proven that you will uh, you'll retain more of what you read from a, a book than what you read digitally, okay? And listen, the, the truth is, you know, when you have, you, when you have your, a Bible, when you have your paper, you know, it becomes yours. I mean, you can, you can mark on it, you can highlight, you can just, you can, you can make it personal. And, and that's so important because, listen, the, a digital Bible, that's everybody's Bible, right? But when you have your paper, this, this is my Bible. I'm telling you, this is my Bible. And, and I might not know where everything is in the Bible, but I know where it is in this Bible. Because, you know, I can, you know, I know it's, it's, on, the, it's on the corner of the page about a third of the way through, right? Where, where it's uh, crinkled a little bit on the left hand. Because I've been there so many times. Come on, you know what I'm saying? So get yourself a paper Bible. If you don't have one, get one and, and, and read it. And, you know, get on a plan. Get on a plan. I like the one-year Bible plan. I like reading it. You know, there's a, you know, you can, you can look it up online and then you just, you know, read the portion of scriptures. And the reason I like that one-year plan, and everybody should be on a plan, is because, you know, if you plan on reading it straight through, right, there are places where you can get bogged down. You know, you start reading in some of those Old Testament places, you get into four chapters where somebody begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, and pretty quick, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? It gets pretty, you're dragging. But with a one-year plan, you know, you can get a little Old Testament, some New Testament, a, uh, you know, a Psalm and uh, a proverb, and, you know, you can get a variety of stuff and, and you can move through the, the Bible. It'll only take you about, you know, 15, less than 15 minutes a day. 
day. The Bible has 1,189, 1,189 chapters in it. And you divide that over, you know, 365 days, that's three or four chapters a day. And you could do that and you can read it through in a, in a year. Come on, say amen. Amen. And, and listen, and the reason I like to, to do that, because, you know, sometimes you can be, you get stuck, you can be reading in Leviticus, right, about infectious skin diseases. And man, that's a day you're thanking God that there's a psalm coming. Amen. That you're going to be uh, reading something a little bit different. So, amen. Okay. So get, a, get into a, get a good reading plan uh, and make the appointment with God. Make an appointment with God and stick to it. Make it a divine appointment. Come on, are you with me? I need to move on. The last, the third way that you assimilate into you is by exploring God's word. And what I mean by this is, to, is, you know, when you get together with people and you start talking about the word and sharing it and you get into it and just, you know, and, and sharing ideas. That's why a small group is so important for your life. How many times have you heard us talking about small groups today? Don't you think it's because we know that it's important for your life? It's important for your success, for you to simulate the scripture. It's, it's, it's good to get into a, a group and just be talking with other believers, encouraging one another, sharing insight and revelation. And here's the greatest thing that happens, Psalm 119.11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What will happen is it'll change your world. You know, because there's probably some people, there's people in this room that you do things that you don't like to do. You do things that you're embarrassed about. You do things that you, you, you know, you think you should be, be beyond that. You think, man, I've been Christian a long time. I should be beyond this. Why am I not beyond this? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you need to get more of the word assimilated into your world. And when you explore the word with people, it, here's that where this verse comes, uh, comes to pass. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You start doing this and, and assimilating this, and I'm telling you what's going to happen. You're going to get victory over those sins that just want to hang on. Those things that don't belong in your life, they're going to just fall away. Come on, somebody say amen. You got to accept its authority. You got to assimilate its truths. And third, you got to apply its principles. It's not about just knowing it. It's about doing it, right? James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Do what it says. Come on, read that with me. Do what it says. And let me tell you what a very, we're going to talk about this more. But here's a very simple way to do what it says. Simply, you know, all of us go through things in life. And we got things going on in our world right now. What you need to do is find a scripture for that situation. Find a Bible verse for that situation. You may, whatever the struggle is, whatever thing's going on. There's a Bible verse connected to that, and there's something, there's a scripture for it. When Lisa and I have done that, this with our, when our kids were facing things, we found a verse for that situation. When we needed finances, we found a verse for that situation. When we were struggling in our relationship, we found a verse for that situation, you know? Get a verse, put it to practice, do what it says. I know I've covered a lot today, <laughs> but I truly believe that the best year of your life, this is gonna be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. So give me the next four weeks. Give me the next four weeks. Let's talk about building your world on the rock. And I promise you, you'll set 2019 up to be the best year you ever had.
In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for our time together this morning. And thank you for your word and God for your people and God their, their ears and their attention. I pray, Lord, that you have spoken to every, that they've received, God, all that you want them to hear. I pray, Lord, that in Jesus' name, that not one, one word, not one item would be stolen away by the enemy this morning that our ears would hear, that our hearts would respond, and God, that we would put action, the steps to the steps I've laid out in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that our worlds are going to be changed, transformed for your glory, in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We are located at 1415 Northeast 223rd Avenue in Fairview, Oregon. You can find us online at www.anthemfamily.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Anthem Family. God bless.